Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's a great pleasure to be with you as always. And we bring in my dear friend, Matt Schlapp, who's the chairman of the American Conservative Union, Fox News political contributor. He's running his big CPAC conference uh, down in Maryland, outside of Washington, D.C. Matt, welcome back. I was just talking to Kellyanne Conway. Did Nikki Haley really say that woke was um, more important and uh, more difficult than the COVID pandemic? Did she really say that? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I did catch part of her speech. Um, That's the, the dumbest uh, thing I ever heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's interesting, Larry. Uh, we had Nikki Haley yesterday. We had uh, Mike Pompeo yeah. yesterday. We had Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Yep. You know, we have all the announced presidential candidates. We'll obviously have President Trump today. And, you know, here's the thing I find interesting. Usually, like in 2016, there's this huge, huge conflict over do we handle an issue this way or that way? Or is this a big issue or is that a big or a small issue? And what's weird about this moment in this Republican primary is there's not a lot of disagreements. I mean, you listen to the speeches, the people that aren't Trump are trying to criticize Trump for Twitter or for the, his unique way in which he talks and leads. But beyond that, it's like they're all saying roughly similar things. Now, I think the one thing that Nikki Haley and Mike Pompeo, it's kind of like the rise of uh, neoconservatism. There's a little more of this Bush Cheney. We got to get around the globe and be a little more interventionist. And obviously, the uh, American firsters are a little more like we got problems here. We should focus on first. But it's weird to see candidates basically giving the same speeches. Well, I um, I'm a big fan of Pompeo's. Uh, he wrote a good book, by the way. But my advice to him and my advice to all of them, and this is what Kellyanne and I were talking about, none of these guys, including DeSantis, uh, to some extent including my former boss, none of them have an economic plan for economic opportunity, uh, for cost of living reduction, for affordability in life, and that, uh, you know, people think that they're worse off than they were a year ago or two years ago. Here's Biden out there. Uh, telling untruth after untruth about his sad economy, which is in high inflation and near recession. I mean, they got to get they got to get back on message, Matt. That's the thing. I mean, I like what the House Republicans are trying to do, but I'm kind of critical. I mean, I told this to Pompeo. I said, Mike, you know, you're a congressman. You're a free enterpriser. Uh, you ran a business. Talk about that stuff, because. The middle class, yeah, the middle class is suffering under Biden, but we're not speaking to them. And, and I'm going to tell you something else. Look, I don't like woke any more than you do or Mercy or anybody else or Kellyanne. But you know what? It's, it's this election is not going to be about woke. I mean, here, DeSantis goes and talks to the police and he's talking about woke. He's not talking about defending the blue line, giving them enough money, supporting them left and right. You know, he's talking about woke. Woke's not the problem for the cops. 
The cops need resources and they need support and they need tough criminal laws. I mean, really? Well, I think it depends on how you describe it. So to me, woke has become the rallying cry for leftism, right? It's about culturally trying to indoctrinate your kids, but it's also believing that the government solves all of our problems and like unlimited taxation is what you need to solve more of our problems. Right. I don't think they're weaving that inappropriately. I think I think they come to CPAC and they think, oh, these people want to hear the cultural issues. So we'll just hit on the cultural issues. Well, that's Look, the reason why CPAC is so powerful is that this is where the home of conservatism is. And the central part of that, as we all know, is this idea of a limited government and that you earn your money and you don't want to turn it all over to the government. Right. When the government starts doing confiscatory taxation, um, they first of all, they waste the money. But the second thing is they destroy families. When people don't have enough money to fill the tank with gas, to start maybe a little business, um, you know, and they start to feel despondent and hopeless about their economic future, really bad things happen. I think that's the saddest thing in the country, something Reagan knew. Larry, you know that. You advised him. As I always say, you're the bridge between Reagan and Trump mm. when it comes to these economic policies. And what we have to what, – what these candidates, if they want to be president, have to understand is that people are really sad because they don't feel hope. And it's not just the fact that the indoctrination of the kids on the gender and all, this, all that crazy stuff. It's that if this month you do not have the money to pay your bills. That's it. That is a terrible that's place to live. It. I, I think you're right. Yes, that's Nobody it, Matt. To articulate that. They can't afford yeah. electricity, for God's sakes. That's it. They can't afford to buy eggs, for heaven's sakes. That's that's closer to it. Why is the pre- – you know, I didn't even know Pompeo was speaking. I didn't know Haley was speaking. I knew President uh, Trump was speaking. But I'm reading all these newspapers, including conservative newspapers, that say that uh, everybody's going to – to the club for growth in Palm Beach, nobody's going to CPAC. But but CPAC is getting a lot of leaders. You know, it's it, you know, I hate to say it, Larry. One of the things Trump got right is when he called it fake news, and I we're seeing both grimaces at that because it's like, well, you know, we know a lot of good journalists. And I don't know if that's right, but over time, I it, it really is disgusting. Here we have CPAC completely sold out. Couldn't sell, sell another ticket if we wanted to. Mm. Uh, they're all writing that oh, it's not as big as the past years. That's a lie. They're saying that the big speakers didn't come. We, you know, we have 150 speakers. You know, because you always speak every year. It was really hard to find time yes. for everybody. We, I had to turn away literally hundreds of people who would be great speakers. There's just not the space for it. Now, I couldn't get down there. Come, I, I, I could. I know you. I couldn't. tried hard. I and just that was couldn't our do fault. it. It was our because you didn't do it on Sunday. If you'd done it on Sunday, I would yeah. have done my Sunday True. slot. <laughs> you're the right. You're you're exactly right, but. You know, and DeSantis, he was planning on coming. We had a great spot for him on Friday for whatever reason. He couldn't come. You know, I love the Club for Growth. I have a lot of donor friends in that community. But mm. that's a donor event. That's a big donor mm. event. You know, that's not what's going to get you elected to be president of the United States anymore. It's these grassroots leaders. I think it's a missed opportunity. If you want to be the president, talk to the grassroots that are here from every 50 state and tell them why you want to be the president. Articulate it. It's one of the things I always loved about President Trump. He got that immediately, that CPAC was unique and special, because, yes, you have wealthy people here and everything else, but you have common, you have teachers, you have moms and dads, you have firefighters, you have, you have people that $300 is a lot of money, and an airline ticket is a lot of money, but they save all year, and they come because they believe in their country. So this event has been amazing, but you're right. There's, do you know there's 2,000 credentialed media here, Larry? Mm. And they're here to destroy the event. They're not here to cover the event. Yeah, no, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. So what are some of the highlights uh, 
You know, what are you? What have you heard that was especially interesting to you, or Mercy, or somebody? Well, I'm I'm watching the screen as I'm doing this radio interview, and I'm seeing Lee Zeldin, who mm-hmm. came very close to being the next governor of New York, and I'm seeing your friend, my friend Hogan Gidley, mm. on a panel about why, why are the Democrats able to win all these close races? So it gets back to you know thinking about you know do we need to do a better job with early voting? And I think we do, and ballot mm. harvesting, even though it's repugnant when you vote for somebody else. Um, but it's legal in some states. We got to get better at it. I think and, it's legal uh, in most states, isn't it, Matt? Not most, but many, too many. many. But, you know, in some states, you can just take the completed ballot and turn it in. In other states, you can literally take ballots that aren't marked on and mark them. Mm. That's really gross, but it, it is the way it is. And we got to change the laws, but we also have to follow the laws to our advantage. We have the former president of Brazil, uh, Jair Bolsonaro, mm. uh, is going to make history and speak at CPAC. Obviously, in Portuguese, he doesn't speak English. Mm. Um, We just had all of our international leaders on the stage, Japan, Korea, Mm. uh, Brazil, as I just said, uh, Hungary. Uh, We're going to go to Italy. We went to Mexico. Uh, You know, this this movement for freedom is not just American, Larry, but you know what they all tell us in these other countries? If America doesn't get this right in this big war versus socialism, they're all doomed. Always. we got to save our country, Larry. That's what it comes down to. When America goes off the track, everybody goes off the track. That is so true. Reagan said that 40 years ago. It's still true today. It's absolutely true today. What do you expect to hear from, uh, Ron, uh, from Ronald Reagan, from Donald Trump? Well, I think uh, my, I predict it'll be more than 30 minutes. What do you think, Larry? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I the, think there's the a second, shot at it. <laughs> the second thing is I think it'll be wildly entertaining. Yes. Um, and But I, no, I, I really think the third thing is is that the president, I talked to him the other day on the phone, the one thing that's another great thing characteristic about him is like no one's too insignificant for him to call and, and get intel. And he was asking me about the speech and everything else. And I think he's taking this nomination fight very seriously. He oh, knows yeah. he's got stiff competition. Mm. He thinks DeSantis is stiff competition. That's how come he's earned nicknames. That's how that works. Mm. And, you know, he's taking it very seriously. And I think that's good. Yeah. And in the end, we're going to have this big contest and, you know, some tough language will be hurled. We're going to get a nominee. And it's critical that we win. And this- if we don't, I really worry about the future of the country. His polls are doing better, actually. Trump's polls are rising again. It's very interesting. I think going to that uh, Palestine, whatever he's in Ohio, was a was a good yep. move. But uh, also, it's kind of interesting to me that DeSantis but uncovered, Larry, huh? uncovered by most media outlets. He goes to East Palestine. Yeah, uh, Janet Yellen and Joe Biden go to Ukraine. You can quibble over the priorities there, and but but here's the thing, disgusting that media outlets aren't covering him. Mm. He's the leader in the in the nomination for the Republican Party. Mm. He can't get covered because they don't like him. I just think it's disgraceful. Yeah, well, as you say, it's the it's always been the fake news. That was a good move of his. I'm just interested. He's he's had a good a good month of polling. A whole bunch of polls just came out and he's doing actually better than he did before. We saw him, Judy and I saw him uh, we had dinner with him uh, in Mar-a-Lago a couple weekends ago, President's Day weekend. He looked great. He sounded great. Um, he knows he's got a good fight. I want him to just really have a strong economic part of his message when he speaks to CPAC. I, I've just got – actually, I, what time is he speaking? 
Not till six, Larry. You know his phone number. You need yeah, to call. I'll give him a call. I'm going to give him a call. That's exactly give him a call. what I got. Great do. advice, and I agree that yeah. the people here, you know, uh, just I, I wouldn't make it an anti woke thing. I think woke no. is the rallying cry, but the economics is a big part of that. When big companies aren't running their companies on maximizing profits mm. and creating great cheap uh, consumer products, but are instead, you know, indoctrinating their customers and their employees with this crap. I mean. Then you know that's economics to me because your fiduciary duty is to your shareholders, and that's to maximize your profits and let people who are in retirement accounts and stuff get the benefit of it. And they're not running their companies that way. Well, they're running their companies keeping Davos happy, and it's wrong. No, that's right. But that look, Disney, uh, you know, the, the company is hurting. The Disney Plus yeah. streaming is hurting. I mean, because they're messaging. You know what they've done to the traditional Disney stories is just pathetic. Anyway. Match Slap, run and CPAC. Give a big hug to uh, Mercedes Slap, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate Larry, it. Larry, it's not the same without you. We'll see you next year. <laughs> we'll, we'll be open on Sunday, okay? You got it. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to bring in uh, former prosecutor, National Review, and Fox News, Andy McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy. We've got to talk about this Justice Department thing. Donald Trump is not going to get immunity for civil lawsuits. Every other president in history is at immunity. I'm Kudlow. Andy McCarthy up next. Stick around, folks. This is The Larry Kudlow Show on 77 WABC.